into it. It's called Swagger. And um, I don't know who does it. It's not copyrighted, but it's a, it's a great tune. And uh, that's how I feel tonight. I feel like swaggering along uh, with my listeners. Uh, tonight we got a special show. Um, I'm going to be calling uh, Charlotte Bennett. We had her on a couple of weeks back, and she's a fascinating guest. Um, and she's the author and a journalist. Um, Charlotte, and she actually she speaks five different languages. And I, and I have a I have a, a question for her tonight, and I'm going to ask her um, uh, how to say certain things in 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 certain languages, especially in uh, Arabic. So uh, that should be fun. But anyway, uh, you know, and she's uh, she just came out with a book. And it's called the assassin. Um, I'm sorry, the uh, um, um, I get the book here. It's called the um, flight. I'm sorry. Excuse <laughs> me. <coughs> the crash of flight 308, uh, 3804. A lost spy, a daughter's quest, and a deadly politics of the great game for oil, and. Uh, uh, you know, a fascinating woman, and I think she uh, she's she got a tremendous general uh, uh, interesting. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show tonight. And um, her father was a CIA master spy uh, back in 1945, I believe, and um, in the Middle East, and he uh, discovered things he probably shouldn't have discovered. And um, he was uh, the flight of 3804 was uh, he she was on uh, you know blew up in the sky nobody really knew why but uh, that was her father and uh, uh, so she's been investigating this for many years and uh, for now let's uh, let's go let's give her a call and uh, see what's happening here she's uh, Hello? Yeah, Hello? hi. 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 Can you hear me? Hi, how yeah. are you? Good. Yeah, for some reason my for some reason the ringer was off, so I didn't know if it was connecting or not. Sorry. Um Charlotte, glad to have you on. I just didn't just uh, give you a let, let me know when it happens. What's up? Oh, is it on now? Yeah, you're live. Welcome oh, to I'm the live. show. Oh, I'm live. Well, okay. <laughs> Welcome Here to the I am, show. folks. Okay. I don't know why. I've always, I I prefer to do that when I put people on live, and I just kind of go, "Wow, I'm on live already." You know, I don't know. It, I, I it puts everything in the right mood. I don't know why I do that, um, but I enjoy doing it. I hope it doesn't bother you. No. Did it bother you? No. 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 no good. Good. <laughs> so anyway, Charlotte, uh, I I've already introduced you quite quite thoroughly to the audience, but. Uh, um, you, know, you um, I'm very interested in how that conference went uh, <clears throat> uh, last week uh, with the Iranian uh, uh, experts there. Uh, could you explain a little bit of that and and uh, to the audience and what what actually happened? I think that would be fascinating. Oh, you mean there was an I- there was an interview with uh, Trita Parsi, uh, ah, who whatever that uh, one was that we we you went to, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was. Um, he had a Zoom, and yeah. frankly, I only got I only got halfway through it. Uh, that then something interrupted me. So, um, oh. but but the basic gist of it was that 
uh, he he's very well connected with uh, folks in D.C. and mm-hmm. um, in fact, he was. I just read about him. He was mentored by uh, the big new uh, Brzezinski, who is oh, an internationalist. No, yeah, Forget and, about and it. And a Rockefeller man. Well, I mean that's. I can't listen to it. Well, oh God, really, I mean that, that that tells you that. Look, l- let me explain. Oh. Yeah, explain it all. You know, the Rockefeller family has yeah. been uh, the leading yeah. family during the entire 20th century when it had mm. to do with uh, the Middle East, and yeah. not just the Middle East, the whole world. I mean, they, they were the preeminent oil family. They made their fortune on oil. They had a century mm-hmm. of uh, learning from their mistakes. So that mm-hmm. came as absolutely no surprise to me that he was connected with them. And, in fact, David um, Rockefeller, the uh, last uh, brother uh, who only uh, died recently, there were four major brothers, and David right. was the banker, right. and Nelson uh, was the governor, governor, but he had an empire in Latin America. These guys... Wasn't he, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was VP to uh, um, Ford, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, he, he, yeah, aspired, he aspired that, that to be president. Yeah, Nelson wanted to be the president. Yeah, sure. He, he never made it. He wanted to be president. No. He didn't make it. Uh, but no. but at any rate, uh, very powerful people. And, oh, and as absolutely. I was saying, David was behind the nuclear deal that was signed with in Iran in 2018. So uh, uh, these are what you call the internationalists. And actually, the Trump he... people hate them. What? Oh, no, Hello? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Was, I, I, was David Rockefeller still alive in 2018? Yeah. He was, oh, he was, I, I he oh, no, wait, it may have been, look, he, he did yeah. die a little while ago, but when they, when they, he was instrumental in getting that going. He was very much behind oh, it. No. And one of the reasons is that, you know, they're, they are always looking for uh, world stability. You know, um, yeah, uh, yeah. things don't go well when there's turmoil. So you got the Trump people, a lot of their base hate the Rockefellers, I might add, and that, that goes oh, yeah. back to the uh, 19th century. I could explain yeah. that, but um, anyway, they hate them. They're, they consider the Rockefellers, quote-unquote, the great octopus, because they start moving down their, um, well, they, their they agribusiness. They back, sure, but they, are, they also back the communist regime, and uh, you know, the, the UN and, and all of this kind of crazy stuff. Uh, was sponsored by the Rockefellers, and um, well, uh, you know the, yeah, uh, the this was such a global a nasty uh, takeover kind of thing. It, it became uh, every every uh, oh, I say every patriot, every every conspiracy theorist, all right, uh, uh, um, magnet because it, it was just such a now the Rockefeller Foundation was such a crooked, horribly unbelievably uh, corrupt uh, uh, place, you know, that influenced well, every aspect of American society and Euro- European and uh, international 
Uh, yeah, it's, that's it's why they're called internationalists, you know. No, and, no, but and they're, yet, they're you know, absolutely frightening. From their yeah. from their point of view, from their point of view, yeah. they mm-hmm. after World War II they helped build stability in the world. That's how they look at it. That's not how yeah. everybody looks at it. And and my husband and I wrote a very critical book about Nelson and how he built his empire in latin america and that book was called thy will be done the conquest of the amazon subtitle nelson rockefeller and evangelism in the age of oil they were so powerful they Whoa, used I, evangelism. I, is that is that still available yeah you could, it's uh, it was updated as an e-book so you can get if you look on amazon you can still find the hard copy but it got updated as an e-book it was suppressed i should say but yeah, I know what that's like. I know what ago. that feels like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mine was mine was terribly done. So, um, but it, it uh, ten years later, it's uh, you know having a great re- rebound. Uh, oh, there you I go. Some... Oh, I was going to tell you. Let me. I have to get your address uh, after the show. I'll, I'll or, or maybe you could just email. Email me your address, and I'll send you a copy of my book. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. I'd like to read it. Would you like that? Sure thing. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I could say you can get a digital thing, too, but I'd rather you know, sign over a nice copy for you. And uh, Right. You have a lot of fun. <clears throat> yeah, you'll have fun with it. Uh, but um, while we're on So we the, got off the track. You know, it's my fault. It's my fault. I was just no, trying to it's say. No, totally mine. I, I, was, I was about ready to... Uh, uh, progressive view into the, uh, um, uh, you know, into what's happening right now with the uh, yeah, Trump elections. But, uh, mm. Well, go ahead. I, I guess my final no, word just on, on no, no, please, Iran please this very yeah, moment yeah. is yeah, simply that uh, the, the the so-called internationalists, and that would include Biden, yeah. by the way, a lot oh, of his yeah. top picks are from yeah. that orbit, okay? They, exactly. they see themselves exactly. as saving the world from instability. And, uh, and yeah, they have prevented a world war, but they have allowed mm. a lot of endless wars, the smaller exactly. wars that, well, exactly. Iraq, oh, Afghanistan, yeah. I mean, I mean I, I, this Afghanistan war is, is completely insane. And I, I just read where uh, ISIS, I believe ISIS or uh, yeah, Al-Qaeda. Yeah, ISIS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ISIS and Al Qaeda, I believe. Um, <clears throat> I think it was. I don't know if it was ISIS or Al Qaeda, but I just read that they, 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 uh, they just received uh, 1.5 billion dollars from somewhere. All right, and uh, they're they happen to be very well funded right now. Um, That's very interesting. So, I, I, um, well, in my book. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my my newest right. book, The Crash of Flight 3804, right. Right. Um, yeah. I describe how uh, ISIS, mm-hmm. many people believe ISIS was a creation of the United States. Oh, and, it, it and, definitely was. It, it yeah. was. Hillary admitted it for crying out loud. Uh, yeah, that's know. true. Uh, and, oh, and yeah, they, the they, reason they, is, Obama, yeah. The reason, yeah, that's right. The reason is, yeah. once you once you declare a terrorist threat, then you can move the troops in, right? That's right. You got to defeat mm-hmm. the terrorists, so you send the troops in. The, as my book reveals, um, the, the subtitle has to do with the deadly politics of the Great Game for Oil. 
the real mm. reason is you want to get those troops in there to control the oil. And That's you want right. to control the oil because oil is still the fuel of the military. That's anyway. right. No, you're right. You're so I'm not absolutely surprised right. ISIS is getting money. We don't. From, uh, from somebody. Uh, well, I'm sure. Yeah, they're getting it from Saudi Arabia. They're getting it from American, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, billionaires. And they're getting it from other, other people that are benefiting from their uh, existence, you know. Yeah. And I, I, you know. I, I couldn't believe these things that years ago. I, I've been studying this for many, many years. But um, when I when I started to understand the um, um, dichotomy, well, yeah, I don't know if that's the right word, but I'd say dichotomy of our policies, okay, in the Middle East, around the world, and domestically, uh, it's we are the the entire um, structure. Of our um, intelligence agencies and our and our law enforcement agencies, but are not only um, forces of suppression, right? But they're forces of aggression and political uh, 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 um, manipulation. All right. So I, we found this to be the case, and and. and I'll never forget when I when I read this quote by uh, um, um, uh, Casey. It was the uh, uh, what was his first name? The CIA Casey director the, Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah William Casey. Casey. When he got into office, there was a quote that came out uh, by by the staff at the meeting, and it stated that I, I should I should be able to pull it up, but it stated that uh, right now we're in the best. This is a quote, basically. Right now, he's telling his, his staff, we're in the best position we could be, where the the the, the media has as as um, perfectly complied with our uh, request to confuse and you know avoid the issues and to um, also uh, you know to confuse the entire population. And this was this was Casey, right? This is what he said. We are on target. Our mission is, is is being accomplished. Basically, that if we can well, screw up the the American mind with our media, uh, and that's why they they own. You know, see, to me, what well, I mean, they were always the manipulators behind the Washington Post, and that came out early on with uh, with the uh, in '72 when the uh, uh, Woodward and Bernstein. Well, Bur Woodward was a was a was an implant. He was a CIA implant, you know, basically, into the Washington Post. And when he still is, he gets he gets all of the, um, you know, I mean, I mean, listen, think about this thing, right, for a minute with with Woodward with uh, Woodward. He was back in March. He interviewed Trump. Trump wanted to interview with him, right? Yeah. And Trump said, and then Trump tells him. Uh, you know, uh, oh, the COVID is a horrible thing. It's going to kill lots of people, uh, but I, I don't want to do anything about it because it will make me look bad, blah, 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 blah. They said that right to Woodward. Woodward yeah, I know. took 10 months before he released that information, you know. Uh -huh. I mean, what the hell? 
I mean, his book Rage came out before that, by that time, and it was not mentioned at all. So he waited 10 months before uh, he released that information in his newest and his latest book, you know. I mean, what a Mm -hmm. fraud. What a complete fraud. I mean, Bob Woodward and Bernstein, okay, uh, you know, years ago, this is really funny, uh, uh, many years ago, um, on my radio show, I interviewed a a, a gentleman who was a... um, had the goods on Bernstein, Woodward and Bernstein, but especially on Carl Bernstein, right? And it turns out this guy was a, owned a porn shop in D.C., right? And uh, one of his best clients was Carl Bernstein, all right? So we went <laughs> and and uh, and he said they, these guys these guys were as crooked and shady as anybody could be, and they and. Uh, um, Another guest I had on, which you'll laugh about, I think, is um, uh, a guy who um, used to sell. Um, <laughs> I think this, this was supplied by Eileen too. These people were all brought to me by Eileen uh, Proctor, and it was the a guy who was the sold fishnet stockings to uh, Ju- Rudy Giuliani, okay, for himself. <laughs> he, he used to like to he, he, yeah he used to like to dress and drag all the time. You know? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! You didn't know that? No, I didn't know. Giuliani, that. Giuliani was. Oh yeah, Rudy Giuliani was a famous drag queen. All right, I got pictures of him, and that's very, very well known. In fact, uh, gay pride parades uh, uh, back in the '90s, he was walking down Main Street in front of them all. Imagine that. No, and the never gay pride knew parade. That. No, no, I didn't oh, know that. Oh God. Oh, let me send you. Let me send. I'll send you a classic picture of him in drag with with uh, with um, with um, uh, 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 Trump. All right, standing there with a, Trump. Some, with Trump, <laughs> and I believe yeah. When? And I believe it was what it was in. Uh, when was oh, this? It? Was back, this was back in the nineties, maybe. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, and but Trump Trump was in his uh, Trump Tower. Okay. And, yeah. and, it, and it was a picture of him and Giuliani, and Giuliani was in his freight, in his perfume shop there, all right? Where, you know, in Trump Towers, they had all these stores on the bottom, retail stores. And Giuliani right. was dressed in drag, standing next to him, trying, you know, spraying uh, spraying, a, uh, spraying on some uh, um, um, uh, fragrance, you know? Some perfume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is a true story. Now, you know what? I, I'm going to. I will send that picture to you in the on email. You know. Okay. Well. Later, after the show, yeah, I'll send it over to. You. And uh, but no, he's he's a he's, he's a he was a he was well known as a drag queen. That, that was one of his big things. But the guy who owned the store in uh, in in New York. Um, came out publicly when when this was back in 2004 I think when uh he was running for president um you remember when he was a candidate there a republican candidate and uh this guy came out with uh you know as uh, he, he he gained some fame by writing an article there that uh, that he uh he sold Giuliani his um his uh, fishnet stockings and lingerie you know yeah it really it was very funny but uh, very true. And, well, uh, I, all we, all no, most of us know is that. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't know that. No, 
I yeah, didn't I know that. Know. I'm still surprised. My God. No, yeah. Well, well, you're not you're, you're not that old, so you're not you're kind of you probably. Well, I am that mis- old, but but <laughs> but besides. You're not that old. Come on, I guarantee you're not even you're not even close to my age. So. Well, but, I, um, all right. You ready for this? <laughs> I I see the picture. I was of you, born so. in 1947. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm 73 years old. Get out! I don't yeah. believe you. Yeah, no. truly. Well, now you now well, you, now had well, you, you know read what? my you know what the, what you know what I know the pictures that I use uh, for my publicity pictures yeah. are twenty years old. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I look younger. I, I look younger. I actually look younger. I look younger, but but um, you know, and and by the way, I just wanted to say, Bill Casey, I I am grateful for one thing that Bill Casey did. He was a member of the Office of Strategic Services, which was the uh, America's first uh, intelligence agency that was developed during World War II. And he was active in it. And later on, when he became um, head of CIA under, I believe it was Reagan, he Mm -hmm. put out an order that he wanted the uh, reports of the OSS declassified, uh, and mm-hmm. so and that is how I was able to get access to almost oh. all the reports that my father wrote when he was America's first master spy in the Middle East. Oh, it was because Casey declassified the documents. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a lot of them sitting there in the National Archives. If there are any listeners who had uh, parents that worked for the OSS, you can go to the National Archives uh, uh, in Maryland, College Park, Maryland, and you and you can look up their names, and then you get access to their records. Mm. Yeah, that's great. It's a great yeah. treasure trove. So I'm glad for that. Anyway. Oh, I wouldn't have known. Place. I wouldn't have known a lot about my father and what he was up to because he was killed when I was six weeks old. So that was oh. a great repository of information for me, right. on which I right. base a lot of my book, "The Crash oh. of Flight 384 That Killed That's Him." Right. That's yeah. True. Anyway. But still, but but aside from that, and I, I'm grateful for that reason. Uh, that. But, <laughs> Um, there are so many people in that industry of the, you know, that um, the spy industry, and the, you know, that I, you know, one of the one of the biggest uh, mind-boggling thoughts that, that hit me back in uh, back in the late seventies um, was when they exposed uh, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, William F. Buckley was a CIA agent, All right? yeah. And so was, and so was, um, uh, what was her name, uh, the lady who started the Ms. Magazine there, uh, uh, you know, she's an ultra-feminist. Uh, you mean Gloria Steinem? Gloria Steinem, thank you. Gloria she, Steinem she worked was a, for the what? CIA very early on, and she yes, went she and did. attended some of their uh, European mm-hmm. uh, events. And yeah. uh, she would later deny it, um, yeah. but I think she eventually she eventually explained that in those well, days. Well, she said she said to me. Oh, well, she said to me, not to me, but it was, 
but I heard her say this uh, on um, um, it was shortly after uh, uh, Bill Buckley passed away, and uh, she used to she was she was good buddies with Bill Buckley. It turned out <laughs> she admitted because they used to go they had the same uh, they were both in the CIA. His job was to create the National Review. Her job was to create Ms. Magazine, and it was both funded by the CIA. Right. Well, I don't and, know. If, uh, I do not know if Ms. was funded yeah. by it. I yes, do it know. Yes, it was. It was. It was. Th- you yeah, have, so was you the have CIA. proof of yeah. that? Well, all right. Yeah. This is actually, my take actually on it. Actually, the uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, my take on it because um, I knew uh, some people. Who, they were they were some of the early feminists, and. Mm-hmm. Um, they were called the Red Stockings, as a matter of fact. And they hmm. wrote a book um, and exposed Gloria Steinem. And uh. she got high-powered legal team to go after hmm. them, and guess what? Suppressed their book. All right? Correct. They were able to bring it out later, but I believe hmm. it was absent the information on Gloria Steinem. I know this is very hard for feminists to hear this, but I do want to add that back in those days, as Gloria explains it, a lot of the people in the CIA were liberals, and they thought that they could, you know, change the agency uh, from and within. But she went to some uh, student event in Scandinavia, and that was when she was involved. Then she came back, and um, Ms. Magazine, uh, this much I do know, that Ms. Magazine was put forward as sort of a uh, moderate response to the more radical feminists. And so, you know, it had advertising, and uh, the yeah. radical feminists, this will interest you, the radical mm-hmm. feminists were starting to have... Um, uh, what are they called? Uh, sessions um, where where they would consciousness raising sessions, and they right. started to make connections to working class men, and they began to realize that some of the issues that they were up against, that that men in in the working class were up against, and they were making alliances. And the one thing that is the big no-no in this country is, or was until very recently, you don't talk about the working class. You you can talk about racial divisions, you can talk about gender right. divisions, but talking about class divisions is a no-no. And in my humble opinion, that is precisely why Trump was able to get such incredible support from the working class because the you know, the liberals and the Democratic Party and the internationalists ignored them and ignored their that's issues. True. That's true. And that's why he has I, a know, very strong know, base to this day. You know, it, what frightens me, and, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, a very, very good friend of mine uh, was a very, was, became a, a Trump supporter and I I to this day uh, can't understand why um, and how but then 
it dawned on me, you know, it, it dawned on me over some, um, anybody who struggles with this, with a dilemma, I don't know if you do, if you know anybody who's a Trump supporter, but, um, I do. You do. And I, I know, I, 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 I know I somebody, very, I, I, I have a client, I'm a lawyer, I have a client and it's, it's really hard. It's really hard because it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what he says. They're still loyal. <laughs> I mean, call it well, it's like it's, you know, or it's whatever. Like that, They're that. loyal to the guy. I don't know if you ever, if you know uh, Chris Mulligan. Uh, he's the publisher for uh, Trying Day uh, uh, Press, uh, Trying Day uh, Publishing. Uh, publishing, but he's he. Uh, I'm a, a Facebook friend of his, and he sends. He's been on my show a few times, and he's published a number of people. But he um, he sent out this uh, GIF the other day, uh, a couple months ago, and it, it, you know, explaining uh, talking to a Trump supporter, right? And you know, what, you know what it was was it was a a head a car a head carved in um, in in wood, right? Um, Banging up against, you know, automatically banging up against a, a, a block of uh, concrete, right? Just bang, 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 bang. That's that's what it's like talking to a Trump supporter, and um, you just you just can't get through to them. It's just totally not there. You know what I mean? Do do, do you think you have Trump supporters that are listeners, or likely not? Likely not. All right. Um, likely not. Um, I used to have um, on my Facebook page. I used to have a number of uh, um, right-wing people, but when Trump started running and started to really become a racist, uh, you know, uh, unbelievable racist, misogynist, you know, mind-boggling moron. I, you know, I, I, I couldn't under any circumstances support that son of a bitch. So, yeah. and I couldn't understand why anybody else would unless they were the same kind of person, you know? And then I, and then I started to, and I, you know, and then I started to realize, well, maybe this guy, maybe this friend of mine, you know, maybe he was that way all along. I just never knew. But Well, I feel um, like Trump has, but I has still, you know, always I, hated yeah. He always hate. He's always hated the elites because they won't. They 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 didn't let him in to they their. They snub him exactly. Yeah, yeah they, they snubbed, snubbed him, and yeah. he never forgot that. He always yeah. felt slighted by them, and because that bothered him so much, he was able to convey that feeling of being slighted. Uh, yeah. Two working-class people who felt that way, and they loved him for it. And you know, he talks regular, you know, and he yeah, but he's swears. A, but, but he's a but yeah, but he's a slut. He's an absolute <laughs> political slut. Yeah, you know? he, and, he's, and he's awful, he and it's very upsetting to us. But he's boy, I mean, he's got a loyal guy, base, and now they're all freaking out about it because yeah. you know but, you the know, latest you know, thing that but, he's but, done. But so are those people. They're all the same. They're all political sluts. All right. Oh, every I can't single GOP and everybody. You I can't, can't call them sluts. That. Don't call them that. Oh no. Because you you know you know what Hillary's biggest mistake was? 
She called yeah. them deplorables. They never forgot it. I don't know who yeah, came but, up yeah, with that Yeah, but you term. know what? No, but they love the word slut. They're all sluts. They sell their they sell themselves every single day. You're going to tell me that a guy like Mitch McConnell is not a goddamn slut? Neither. No, is, I'm not. Uh, I'm and, not. I'm and, talking. And, and and Lindsey Lindsey Graham is the biggest, you know, double budding suck head that there ever existed. All right. In, yeah, but in, that's in the politics. top of the party. That's not the base. No, I'm talking that is about the base, the base of that party too, because they they both got reelected. So you're going to tell me. These guys are the epitome of Trumpism, all right? And, you know, I mean, it's disgusting to the extent beyond anything I've ever – I mean, I'm I'm almost 70 years old, and I'm sitting there going, I've never seen any shit like this in my entire life, you know? No, it's really bad. And never. I have never seen such a corrupt administration in my entire – Yeah, well, watch, watch Trump. Because he's getting more and more desperate. That's exactly. He's out of his mind. And uh, he's totally out of his mind. I mean, now he's firing Barr. He's going to fire everybody else and appoint some some, uh, uh, minuscule-minded sycophant, okay, to be be whatever for the next uh, month, you know? It's like the guy's crazy. He's crazy. Now, uh, one thing I want to ask you, and I think that this uh, this this came up recently. What do you think that Trump? Do you believe Trump will leave the country before the before Biden's inauguration? Who knows? I mean, he once floated hey, that yes. out. Hey, I could leave the country. He said. Yeah, but you know what? His uh, that 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 lady who used to work for him, uh, her name, and she came out with a book uh, recently. She was alone yeah. on the 26th floor or something. Right, she was, right, she was, right. She's, she's great in the interviews. But, um, and his uh, niece, all right, both mm-hmm. stated together that they both believe that he will leave the country before the inauguration, right, because he knows that he's got, you know, he probably have 100 indictments against him the day he leaves, just from the, the New York alone. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, and, and, He's going to take God somehow, but this guy is—he's the most dangerous man in the world right now. All right, and mm-hmm. if they don't—I mean, can you imagine he would wind up in Russia? You know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, uh, he's got—he's got a he's got hundred million dollars uh, stashed away in the China bank account. That—that that was known, uh, you know, about six months ago, and uh, so he—he he can go to China. He's made great friends with Israel, where there's no extradition to the U.S. and or Russia, you know. So he's yeah, uh, that's, he's that's his, possible. Yeah. Meanwhile, as they're saying now, we have we we have to worry about the uh, the fascist base. Oh yeah. That, that oh, he God, has yeah. that's still that there. He started, yeah, he's inciting that's, these that's, guys to violence now. I, I heard the oh, word extradition coming up in the news today. So it's it's got people rather concerned. You know, what well, you is see he where going you, to try you see to that, do? Yeah. That's do you see the the, the armed uh, bunch of people that went to the uh um was it the uh attorney general of Michigan's uh, uh house? Yeah, yeah. Right? That was terrible. Under their house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean these are the kind of things that, that he's inciting. And I saw something today and I was shocked when I saw it. Um I wasn't shocked, but I was 
um, surprised when I saw that the uh, said the GOP, the actual people in the GOP, are 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 asking people to die. Are you willing to die for uh, for Trump and the election? You know? Yeah, I saw that. And, and the, 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 did you see that? Yeah, I did. did you see I saw I saw the it, tweet it, by the guy who said, "Yeah, I'm willing to die." Was that was that staggering or what? Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. But that's the kind of I mean, of my biggest that, worry, yeah. I'll tell you, my biggest worry is that he's still going to try to do some other provocation uh against oh, yeah. Iran. So far it hasn't worked. You know, mm. but this latest one with with killing uh, the head of the of yeah. the nuclear yeah. program. Now that's two assassinations, and that's got that's right. the uh, the the more extreme faction in, in Iran. Ballistic. Yeah, right. You know, they they, yeah. they so much want to retaliate, and then you, then you've got the uh, the the mo- the more moderate head of Iran who is counseling them to say, hold off, hold off, hold off, you know, because if you strike, then that's going to give, it's going to escalate. And so there's yeah. some theory that um, that Israel well, Biden, Biden wants the provocation Biden. so they, they can start a war with Iran, which on the other hand would be insane because Iran is no Iraq. They're far more powerful. they got a bigger army. So, um, yeah, it would but, be a but Israel Israel has nuclear weapons that yes, they are Israel ready does. and willing to, to do exactly. This is yeah. true, and they don't want Iran to have them. And and you know that little part seldom gets discussed. You know, of course the Iranians right. are going to going to develop you, try you to develop nuclear weapons. <laughs> yeah, do you know that that uh, Israel has? Uh, this was back this start of this that uh, came out actually about five maybe more than five years ago and i cited it on my on my programs um that at that time uh it was reported that uh israel had 244 uh nuclear warheads however yeah they are not what they are however no, they are not say. what go ahead no, they are not. but they were never. They're not listed on the uh, as a, one of the countries with nuclear uh, with nuclear capability. And right. even though we've given them, and that that jerk, um, you know, do you, it, were you surprised at uh, at Pollard's release, uh, the you know, the spy? Did you read about well, that recently? I I, uh, I didn't. Re, yeah, Pollard. He was, was released. Spy. Well, Trump yeah, would do that. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah, they they uh, they gave him uh, they let him out on probation or something or other. You know, mm-hmm. he, you know, yeah, he was the, he was the ultimate ultimate spy. They gave them all of the secret, all of the nuclear weapons secrets, and um, you know, he was serving a life but sentence. And... Let me give an, another little insight that I learned sure. from researching my book, and mm-hmm. that is that um, one of the primary reasons that that Israel gets more military aid and has over the decades since its founding Uh than any other country in the world. So Uh the reason that's always been given is that Israel is this tiny country 
surrounded by a sea of Arabs that are hostile to it and want to destroy it. Um, well, there are hostile countries, uh, and there are reasons that they're hostile, uh, part of it being that, you know, the Palestinians were displaced from their homeland. But beyond that, and this is a story that very few people do not know, is that um, Israel, if you look on a map, borders the Mediterranean. And Mm -hmm. at the time of its founding in 1948, it was the terminal point of a pipeline from Iraq. The Iraq Haifa pipeline. And later on, uh, which my father was involved in, my father was trying to negotiate the route of a pipeline from Saudi Arabia. And the mm-hmm. whole question is whether it was going to terminate in Israel or Lebanon. Uh, it mm-hmm. ended up terminating in Lebanon, but Lebanon is very close to Israel. I mean, the border, yeah. it's just a few miles away. And what I concluded is that the reason that the that uh, that so much military has gone in, including nuclear, to protect Israel is to protect mm. oil, to protect oil in the Middle East. Sure. And sure. the and the Iraq war, one of the major causes of the Iraq war is that Netanyahu wanted to uh reopen that that uh, pipeline to Iraq, which was closed in 1948. The Iraqis didn't mm. want oil going to Israel because they were mm. they had uh, dispelled the, yeah. the Palestinians. So it was closed. Netanyahu wanted it opened up again. And, hey, um, and he wanted to mm. put in uh, a puppet. Uh, the guy's name was Ahmed Chalabi. He was going to oh, be. Yeah. He was going to replace Saddam Hussein, and the only right. reason he didn't is because he was the author of the fake weapons of mass destruction pretext That's for right. going into not Iraq. Only that, not only that, he was a, he was he was convicted of embezzlement. He was an embezzler. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, okay. I mean, it was uh, phenomenal. But the thing, yeah. one one thing I wanted to ask you, all right, and I and I. Uh, um, I forgot about it now. I forgot what it was. <laughs> you forgot story. what you wanted to ask I, me? I, I, hate, I hate that when that happens. It, was it no, about I, oil? I, I, was it about no, oil about, or Iraq or Shalabi? No, no. no Weapons of mass destruction. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, what happens when we right. get old. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I, I wanted to ask you um, what you thought. Or, uh, I wanted to ask you what the... Uh, uh, um, Oh, I know what it was. You you speak fluent Arabic, right? No, I don't speak fluent. I ha- I have some conversational oh. Arabic. It's not fluent. Not fluent. Oh, okay. But right. I could get oh. around. Well, Let's put it well, that could way. Well, could you could you say something on the show uh in Arabic that I that I've always wanted to know what it, what what how the Arabs how it sounded, uh, how would it say sounded it? like well, I could yeah. say Baki Arabi Shwaye. That just means I yeah. speak a little bit of Arabic, and I could say. Okay, no, 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 that, no. That's, you, you speak... luck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, um, I wondered what it would sound like in Arabic. How they sound every time they they curse Donald Trump. Like, like, what what would they say? Like, you know, that's that that 
uh, orange face, son of a bitch, whatever. You know, well, what would they say? And they how would they say him. something like like that? And, and how would they curse they, Donald they, Trump and 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 uh, a Sharmbutna? <laughs> a Sharmbutna. What's that? What is you how does that interpret? It <laughs> no, it's a son that, of a bitch, I, if I remember correctly. You know, it, it's yeah. interesting because always when you learn a foreign language, the first things you learn are the uh, the swear words. Swear words, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when uh, you know, I, I'm a French. I'm I'm from uh, I'm from uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm American, but I was born in America, but uh, Canadian French and. Uh, you know, you you really get to know those those things uh, early on. You know, yeah. when when your grandparents or parents speak another language. But um, uh, yeah, I was I was curious how the what the what the Arabs said in Arabic. You know about you know to to curse Trump. Can yeah. you can well, you tell me what it would actually, be? Actually, if my, I remember, actually it's a whore. That's the word. Oh, it's, it's a whore. whore. Okay. Yeah. That's oh, good. okay. <laughs> ah, that's, that's pretty good. I, I yeah. call him a I call him a slut, but yeah, the horror is about the same. That's hey, good. there you go. There you go. Yep. You know that, that's good. You know that's uh, yeah. So we got that out. And what and what's the word for that? Sharmuta. Shar. Sharmuta. Yeah. Sharmuta. Okay. Well, if anything happened tonight, my listeners have learned, you know. How to what to call Trump in Arabic? Sharmuta, right? <laughs> we can call him the Orange Sharmuta. You know, it's good. It's kind of a hybrid. But um, well, how's your book doing, by the way? Is it, are you getting any traction, or is it? Well, um, the book. Um, this is. Thank you for asking. I'm yeah. going to repeat the title again, just so people. No, yeah. The crash of Flight 3804, that's the crash that killed my father right. after his top-secret mission of, to Saudi yeah. Arabia. The subtitle is A Lost Spy, A Daughter's Quest, that would be me, and The, Endless, uh, and the Deadly Politics of the Great Game for Oil. Now, uh, and what I do is I trace what he was doing in Saudi Arabia and then I mm-hmm. tell people how I discovered that oil was had everything to do about that plane crash and about mm-hmm. the rise of the, the United States as a major power in the Middle East. It was Saudi oil. And then I take it mm-hmm. all the way up to the present, and I find out that oil has had everything to do with all these endless wars, whether it's, whether it's Afghanistan, well, Iraq, well, Syria, uh, yeah. Yemen. Iran, yeah. all of it. It's all about oil, controlling oil. So you're yeah. asking me how, how how it's doing. The reviews have been absolutely fantastic. Um, oh, it's man. been called a masterpiece. It's, hey. been, it's been called a triumph. They're That's all on great. my web, web. They're all on my website, by the way, charlottedennett.com. And they're also with my publisher, Chelsea Green. But my book had the misfortune of coming out in a pandemic. So all my author's <laughs> events were canceled. And all oh. my, uh, yeah, my, my book tours were canceled. So I go, on, oh. I go on Zoom, and that's good. But And I go on your radio show, for which I am grateful. 
but it's oh. still not the same as having that interaction. Plus, no. the bookstores. Who goes to bookstores anymore? So you can't That's see it right. in a bookstore. So if wow. it interests you, folks, think about a Christmas present. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, this book just blows the lid off of all the confusion and mystery about the Middle East, where so many of our blood and treasure were lost. Our soldiers, thousands dead. They didn't know when they were sent into Afghanistan, they thought they were avenging 9-11. Instead, they were sent there. uh, So as one one, uh, State Department person said, so the energy could flow south, and that was in the form of a a gas And not only that, and not only that, to take over 90% of the 90% of the opium trade, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true, opium. Now, they're, that, they're, they're opium they produce 90% of the opium in the, in the, yeah, in the world. Yeah, that's true. And that uh, true. they took it over, yeah. yeah it but that was not the main anyway. reason to send our troops in there. Uh, you know, as, as oh. someone has famously said, uh, you're not going to send, send troops in if all they grew was broccoli you know that's a joke because yeah, because yeah Bush right, hated right, broccoli right. okay but um, <laughs> no it was all, it was all oil remember, and yeah. as as i show in the book uh the plans to to invade both uh afghanistan and iran were laid way before 911 they had the whole oh, yeah. thing planned and yeah. uh, once bush got in then uh some of his loyalists like Cheney, for instance, and Wolfowitz mm-hmm. and Feith, and a lot of them were pro-Israel people. They had the yep. whole thing planned out. Thing is, it hasn't gone as well as they had hoped. <laughs> well, for instance, was, a pipeline uh, that was supposed yeah. to be built—a a pipeline that was supposed to be built oh. carrying mm-hmm. the oil from the Caspian Sea, which is just north of mm-hmm. um, Afghanistan—and uh, it was supposed to go through through Afghanistan to Pakistan and <coughs> India, uh, right. called TAPI, the Turkmenistan-Afghanistan-Pakistan-India pipeline, uh, has still not been built. It's only been partly built because there's all this conflict going on. But right. I have a map right. in the book that shows where all the military outposts were put along the route of the pipeline because that's the role oh. of the military is to support the oil and to support pipelines. Hmm. And I, I mean, oh, I, I, I was told stories about about troops entering Baghdad, right? And there, there'd be these great big murals right outside the city gates showing the twin towers burning, and the troops actually thought they were going in there to avenge 9/11. No, that's yeah. not the reason. Yeah. No, I know. In fact, uh, you know, it was funny. I, I, I talked to, um, I had a. Uh, Friend of mine, he, he was a physical therapist, and uh, I met him because um, he was working on me. And he was a he got out of the military. He, he enlisted out of high school, all right, uh, mm-hmm. into the military because of the attack on 9/11. And um, you know, and uh, he, he he was a nice guy. He, he was real, <laughs> you know. He still believed that he believed in it, you know. He didn't want to believe in it. He still believed in it to this day, and um, that that was why they were there. And um, yeah. you know, 
I I don't know. You know, it's uh, he's a great guy. There's no no doubt about it. Good American patriot guy. You know, uh, but it, but he uh, to this day, or I haven't spoken to him for about a year or so, but um, um, to this day, he's still you know a strong believer that uh, we went there for a reason. You know, and uh, yeah. Well, there's, there, there are some vet groups that are, that are the wiser now. Mm, uh, there's two yeah. of them. One is called Vote Vets, and mm, um, yes. I forget what the other one yeah, is. Yeah, Vote Vets. Uh, I've seen their stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah very and, good. and they, they, there were these two guys, they were going to go on TV, and one was with a conservative mm. group. The more liberal group mm. was Vote Vets, and the other one was the, um, the something... Uh, I don't know, organization for veterans. And mm. and they got talking while they were waiting to go on the show. And they suddenly realized, they started trading stories, and they, stu- and they suddenly realized that they had been misled into this war. And they mm. vowed that from now on, if the U.S. is going to get entangled up in a war, first of all, there has to be congressional authorization, and second of all, that they have to know why they're being sent there. That that you know that these two guys concluded, what the hell are we in here for? You know, and that's when they started. No, it's it's, it's staggering, you know, because the mind washing uh, of 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 our military uh, that's part of the basic training, you know, and uh, what yeah. are you here for? Gotta get, gotta get all kind of, get all kind of, you know. Uh, and, and in fact, uh, the death of uh, of uh, uh, um, what's his name, uh, Bin Laden, that that mm-hmm. was such a that was such a hoax. It wasn't even it, it was hysterical almost, because there were reports that he had died in 2002 from from kidney failure. Okay. Yeah. There was actually death certificates put out there, and he was buried. Okay, with witnesses and everything, and uh-huh. and uh, the guy, you know, this guy is hanging around Pakistan, is uh, you know, in some place. Oh yeah, you know, this was in two. When did when did he do that? In two thousand. Uh, when did he or, die? It was two thousand eleven. I happened to be in Beirut, Lebanon. I happened yeah. to be in Beirut, oh. Lebanon, and right. I was watching it with my family. Yeah. We were on a family visit, and I was watching oh, yeah. it on CNN. And you're watching this, the assassination. The I, yeah. The I, what? Yeah, you were watching and, that, and that. I was watching the, the announcement. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. watching the announcement of right. of killing him, and I jumped up and I said, "Show me the body." That's what you I bet. said. Show and they, me the and body. They, and, they, and they never and you know did. What they did. No, they. <laughs> you know what they did? They took it out to sea, supposedly. And dumped it fifteen hundred miles off offshore somewhere in the, yeah. in the Atlantic. Supposedly I mean, because that could, was uh, a yeah. Muslim tradition. It is. A but you know what? But you know what? 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 what really was the most astounding uh, thing that happened after that was yeah. That I bet you I know every, what you're going to say. Every one Go of ahead. those guys that were on that that seal the seal uh, group uh, died were, in a plane were, crash. Died in a helicopter crash. Yeah, except one, crash. except one guy who oh, lived to yeah. tell the tale. Remember? Well, did he tell yeah, the tale? Yes, he told the tale well, of, of of how the glorious uh, band of seals, uh, uh, you know, uh, raided the uh, uh, Bin Laden, uh, whatever, and uh, 
uh, compound and killed him. You know. And, but, well, uh, okay. So he told he told the official tale. He he told the official tale. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what his book was about. And uh, yeah, that, after you that, you know, Benazar Bhutto, the the prime minister yes. of Pakistan. Uh, Pakistan. Yes. Yes. She she, she was said that. Yeah. She said that he died. Uh, because of uh, kidney failure way back when. That's correct. I remember when she said it, and she was she was killed shortly after that. You know? Yeah. So. But um, yeah, so it was unbelievable. But uh, you know, I'm I'm going to send you a copy of my book and uh, make it at the mic, the survival of a liberal in a time of peril. And yeah, I'm glad to see it. I think you'll enjoy it because it goes through so much of this. It talks through so much of that period and through yeah. news and reports and through you know everything um and uh a lot of uh i have a lot of essays i call it essays and insights as well uh the books Fantastic. In, in two, yeah. two parts so i think i think you'll get a kick out of it it's yeah. um uh i think you will and uh i i will send that to you please all right I'll, email so me your, ad- your, your, your address yeah, just just email it to me and, and i'll I'll send the book uh, to you, but um, yeah. But in the meantime, I believe our show has got two minutes left of the hour. And um, you want to ask me about the newsletter I'm now editor of? (laughs) You said you wanted Uh, to raise that. Oh, the the progressive, uh, yeah, the progressive, uh, progressive, uh, progressive. You mean? Did I tell you that I'd just become the editor of a newsletter? I can't remember. I was wondering how you knew this. No, you told you told me that you were progressive. Well, you were the uh, guest editor of the Progressive magazine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a progressive online magazine magazine that covers world events, and it's called Toward Freedom. Dot com. Toward Freedom. That's right. Toward Freedom. Toward Freedom. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I, I, I'm, okay. you know, I'm, uh, I'm communicating with writers all over the world, and uh, oh, it's really been wonderful. It's been around no, for a long bad. time, but it's not that well known. I'm hoping to make it better known. Well, you know, now. it's funny. I, I never heard of it myself. I don't yeah. think the, the yeah, they, it, I, it I, went I, online about four or five years ago, but. Oh. Um, there's an actual magazine. There's some good stuff there. There really is. People yeah. are reporting from all over, and um, I'm enjoying it. But you know, but it, but it, but it's almost like a. I don't know how old is it. It's like a, a hundred year old magazine. No, since 1952, believe it or not. Oh, 52. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I, it, Sorry, the, yeah. I, the the uh, the current publisher, her her father was uh, active, and and he was following all these struggles for independence. Oh. In Africa, and that's why he called it the word freedom. Just to let anybody know, if you're listening to the program, uh, we've got about 10 minutes left of our recorded, uh, our our live interview. Uh, We're going to go over a bit, but uh, I want to say good night to everybody, and uh, they can pick up the rest of the program um, on in the archives. So uh, anyway, that's the uh, uh, that's why I wanted to mention that to our live audience. So how um, are you? Um, so that what are your plans for the near future? Continue the editing. Yeah, continuing the editing. And the are, editing we editing on, that, are, are we still on, or are we? Yeah, we're is, still is on. Is our no, interview over, or is it? The interview, no. The live interview is over. The uh, okay, okay. what we're now is still on the air. 
Okay. So uh, yeah, what am I doing? Yeah. Well, one thing I want to do is, I mean, I really want my book to get out there. And oh, this of course isn't, you do. I, I'm not motivated by money. I never make money from my writing, frankly. <laughs> it's really I hard can understand to do. that. Yeah. No, my yeah. motivation is I want I want to inform people, and I mean, yeah. there, again, there are people all over the world that still don't know that there are Americans that you know we're on to the whole. The whole I want to let me turn talk you. About I want to turn you on. I want to turn you on to a book that I I got recently from a a guy named Jonathan Milligan. And he wrote Mm -hmm. a book uh, called Your Message Matters. Okay. And uh, have you heard this? No. Have you heard about this? No? No. Um, No. And um, it's a a fascinating read. It's about how to rise above the noise and get paid for what you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what he's is saying, it, yeah. Is this what one of Eileen's books? No, no, no. This is actually one that I that I was uh, I, I saw, and uh, I forget where I saw it, and I yeah. sent sent away for it. He was he was giving it to you free. Uh, with, uh, you paid uh, shipping, and uh, and uh, fascinating book though because he says everybody has a message. All right. Mm-hmm. And the key to to success in any field is to be able to understand that your message means something. Everybody has a meaning to their life. You know, like you do what you're doing because it gives you meaning. I do what yeah. I do because it gives me meaning. Right. You know, to, right. to to and my message is uh, what we're talking about. You know, right. my message is, is is stuff that most people don't talk about in depth. And you know that's uh, and I've, I've put on uh, almost fourteen hundred programs. Uh, you know over the last uh, twenty years, um, yeah, that's radio incredible. shows and have four hundred yeah. television shows, a uh, couple of books, you know things like this. Uh, um, and, a, and a website for the last sixteen years. So the uh, you know the, the our message, like your message, it's to get out. Um, uh, to help people understand, maybe at least those. You know, I, I started my book uh, years ago. I, I opened my book, say, say, uh, quoting Emerson, and he mm-hmm. said, um, uh, "To the to, to, I, I, of course, I don't have it with me, but um, every uh, every person around the world will hear what they're meant to hear." I, that was that always knocked me out. That that mm. that quote, because um, no matter how you get it or where you get it from, it was meant for you to hear. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's the message. That's the that's our message. That's you know, to to me, I I, I get like about a thousand, on an average, thousand to fifteen hundred um, uh, visitors every day, readers to my website. Really? And, uh, wow. Oh, oh yeah, and I have over twenty thousand subscribers just to my uh, art site, and um, but uh, these people come to me every single day, and some uh, to read things that I and I may not post for every day, but they come and they read everything else, or look at uh, my my works and whatever. I have uh, twenty five hundred articles on on there right now. On the, yeah, on wow. The, uh, yeah, so you know. There, you know, it's a it's a long involved project, but 
you develop loyal readers, and uh, when you get 1,000, 1,500 readers, I was at one time back in 216, uh, 215, 216, I was getting over a million readers a day. And, That's amazing. Uh, well, I, I was I, I ran a virtual presidency uh, race, okay? I was running for president, you know, uh, uh, but, but it was a virtual candidacy, you know? Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, honestly, uh, if you go to my website, I still have it up on my site. Uh, a link to my uh, all my uh, uh, articles and everything I, I when I went when I was running for president and mm-hmm. uh, and no I, seriously I, I was shocked uh, I, I was getting upwards of uh, over a million visits a day uh, it, your head spins when that happens you just can't believe it and you know 196 countries around the world. I got every single one of them, you know, that uh, within a, a six or eight month period, uh, just announcing my candidacy for president as a <laughs> as an independent. You know what I mean? Well, that's fantastic! A, my goodness! Well, what a life yeah, you've but had! I, but 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 the thing is, you got to remember something, right? Like you know, I, and everybody knows who knows who's listening to my show. My 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 name is Leo. You know. L. A. Steele is the is the is the um, trade name, but all through that period, nobody knew. I never announced even my my name. You know, it was always L. A. Steele running for president for president. You know, vote independent. You know, and yeah. um, and it it didn't matter. It didn't matter if my they didn't know my first name or my middle name or. My end name. <laughs> it was a guy running for president, you know, you know, next wow. against Hillary. And but you know, the funny part was what made me laugh about it because I didn't think anyone would take it really seriously, but they did. And people were taking it seriously, and uh, and I and I went, oh god. Uh, but it turned out that I there was over two hundred people, two hundred people that that that. Um, uh, supposedly, were running for president in in 2015. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, when yeah, when everybody announced, I was number 200. All right, and uh-huh. Blumenthal was 201. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Not Blumenthal, Bloomberg, <laughs> Bloomberg. I mean, not Blumenthal, Bloomberg was 2001, and yeah. uh, that just that yeah. Yeah, he came out like a couple of weeks after I had formally announced, you know, and uh, uh, my candidacy, and everybody was coming out, uh, but over 200 people had announced their candidacy, and he he came he was the one who came out the latest of everybody, and I thought I was the latest I, at 200, but uh, no, he was 200 uh, 201, so. Uh, <laughs> That 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 cracked me up. Oh, it, let, it me the, let me give you let me give you my address so you can send me your book. Well, instead, yeah, you don't don't give it to me on or the. Or you want just, me to? Just, uh, what you yeah, want me to email. put it in in email? Yeah, okay, I will do. I have yeah, to get off because I haven't uh, had dinner yet. <laughs> no, that's okay because we're 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 not on live, but we're we're being recorded live. Yeah, so. yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. So. So, but uh, well, anyway, let me let me let you go. And let me well, thank, thank you for, you for having on. me on again. I really appreciate it. You you yeah. have no idea. Uh, well, it has been a pleasure. And you, yeah, um, I hope to have you on again. All right. Okay. Keep me, keep Thanks me so updated, much. Okay. Good luck. Merry Bye-bye. Christmas.
Uh, you too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You celebrate? I don't know if you celebrate it, but anyway. <laughs> oh, of course we do. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. a Frenchman. You know that. Yeah, we celebrate. All right. Uh, oh, yeah, Nadeau. Christmas. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, All right, Leo, Leo. Take Leo. care. Okay. Take care. Right. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. And that was, uh, that was our friend Charlotte Bennett, and her book is called uh, the crash of flight 3804, and uh, uh, it's, good. it's a very good book. She's a fascinating author and a uh, very interesting lady. Uh, so we hope that you enjoyed the show, and uh, we're going to leave you. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm going to leave you with burnt rubber blues. All right, take care. Good night, everyone. <laughs>